the show is about to start in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. He'll be fine on the mountain. It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Built by the Barnumidium Company, served by Chicken Cock Whiskey, and part of the Chief Sports Network. Juice Wells, all the way, touchdown Gamecocks! Greetings and good morning. J.C. Sherbert here with Phil Molinax. It is Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Friday before Mississippi State, uh, Michael Flint coming up. We're going to make some picks later. There's no guest picker today because my wife is, or fiance is working and Phil's wife is at work as well. She's a teacher and her planning period doesn't uh, line up. Uh, that was our big idea. That's it. Yeah. Let's you know, we're like, like Bradford, you know, he, he's got, he, he tra- you know, we're like, Hey, uh, let's, uh, let, let's, let's get the ladies on. To, to pick it. Our luck that she'd beat us. And then we, you know, we hear about it from yeah, both okay. of them, both of them. They go combine 24 and one me and Phil be yeah, under right. 500. <laughs> that happens. Uh, also the fab five for the power hour yesterday to win a salsa Rita's, tailgate pack or the what's it called the the siesta pack fiesta 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 it'll probably make you take a siesta if you eat it all on your own but yeah yeah i want to go to sleep just looking at those soft shells man i know right Uh, but go go over to jc and morgan.com uh enter like uh your answers on the mailbag thing i've gotten several i've gotten four or five thanks noah thanks uh craig and other guys that uh have already put uh in your entries for the Fab Five and uh, that Fiesta Pack, man, will do you some good. Do you some good. Bring it over for dinner one night. Maybe you're having some buddies over to watch Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows what will happen there? I uh, also want to encourage everyone as we sit in the Sinorama studios. I forgot to mention that yesterday, by the way. Uh, I was driving thinking about everything I forgot to mention yesterday. Uh, <laughs> If you're if, if you're in Columbia uh, coming in for the game, please. It's a night game, and uh, I've been in there before, night game before. There's lots of good foot traffic. Go by Britons and see our friend Perry. Uh, Phil's got his Britons on today. Unfortunately, I wore mine to the events uh, and have not had a chance to do laundry. But I'm going to have my uh, my Briton shirt on tomorrow at the football game. Uh, High end Gamecock stuff. Uh, I, I tell you, the, these shirts, man. And look, I. I'll admit, I've gained a lot of weight since I moved to Chicago. I need to lose it. I understand. I am fat. 
Okay, I'll be honest. I'm disgusted with myself sometimes, a lot of times. <laughs> when I actually every time I think about it, every time I finish a meal, uh, every time I don't get exercise. But nevertheless, uh, I looked at myself right um, on uh, the uh, Roman Kimball did a Carolina Rise tailgate video, and I'm addressing the crowd, and the shirt for Britons is actually a bit slimming. I it thought, looked good. You look good. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I didn't feel so bad. And then I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, ah. So anyway. Like one of the shirts I got over there was actually sized one size down from what I normally wear. I walked out of there, you know, feeling like I was on top of the world. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, Perry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we all three look good in the Britons. So, I mean, there's something to be said for high-quality stuff. And the great thing about Perry and those guys is uh, they will get you fit right. You don't leave there without something fitting. My pants fit good, too. I mean, the shoes fit good. They all fits great. And it's high-quality yeah. stuff. He's a big Game Pack fan. He just got in, and, and I'm going to tell you this, and I wish I had sent Phil the picture. Maybe I'll send it to Phil the picture, and he can put it up later. Second yeah, hour. There's some new stuff they got. They got a new uh, iconic old-school um, – I don't know if you guys know this. You may be young. Uh, the mascot at South Carolina used to be called Big Spur. Right, uh, and there you go, Clint. There's the games. Yeah, again. there you go, Clint. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this really wretched, scary, frightening-looking rooster that was like eight feet tall, like a totem pole, but a rooster. Well, Perry's got the old school face of Big Spur on a, a polo shirt now, a high quality polo shirt, which I think is kind of retro and sort of cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's that. Uh, you know, he's got some really awesome puffy vest kind of thing that he's got going on with the Script Carolina or the Block C that he sent me. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll shoot that out to you. But Britain's is right there on Divine Street in Columbia. You can't miss. It's going back towards Shandon right there in the shops. Uh, please go, uh, you know, patronize uh, him and uh, tell him that you heard about it on the show. JC sent you. JB sent you. Phil sent you. Uh, so it's... Um, it's a good one of those things. But anyway, so there's the Fab Five. Again, go to jcmorgan.com. Uh, John, John remembers Big Spur was eight feet tall and moved around like a robot. Did he do yeah, the, ro- the, the robot? Foghorn-looking thing. Yes. I see. I see. I see. I'm the South Carolina mascot, right? Like an eight-foot tall. Yeah. So anyway, by the way, we are built by the Bardo Company, served by Chicken Cock Whiskey and Dixie Vodka every day. Please, I saw somebody come through on the app yesterday that entered the Chicken Cock Challenge. Please go to that. I got to use enter your email address. Upload yourself or your hand or the bottle uh, of you enjoying enjoying some Chicken Cock uh, Chicken Cock Whiskey before the game. I got several of those texted to me uh, and sent to me via Facebook. Uh, for the Furman game. So get on out there, get your chicken cock, all that good stuff. All right. So South Carolina, Mississippi State. Game guys, I think are still like a five-point favorite. Uh, I did have some VIP notes today on the bigspur.com. If you're a member, check those out. Um, I, uh, you know, I have my thoughts about the game. I think it's pretty simple because I feel like I say this every week. You got to stop the run. Uh, you got to stop the run. Uh, you got to stop Mississippi State from lining up and going on those seven-minute drives, uh, which they can do. They're capable. Uh, you can't let this game become what Tennessee allowed Florida 
to make that game become. All right, where, where Marks is just substitute uh, into ETN for Marks or Marks for ETN. If Marks lines up 25 times, it goes for 172. It's going to be a long night, folks. You got to get up there. You got to dig deep, stop the run. Now, do I think South Carolina's defense has improved? Yes. Do I think Mississippi State is even close to the talent on Georgia's offensive line? No. Do I, do I think T.J. Sanders could have a big day? Yes. Do I think Eliza Davis could play well tomorrow night? Yes. Are we still waiting for Boogie Cuntley and Taka Hemingway to kind of break out? Yes. One thing somebody told me the other day about them I did not put in my notes uh, today on Big Spur was um, <clears throat> Taka and Boogie are getting gassed because they're playing so many so many reps. Um, yeah. so, so I don't know if that's uh, – you know, to Azama that needs to slide in. I don't know. I mean, Elijah, from what Clayton White said earlier this week, likes end better. That's what he was in high school. So I think he'll stay out there. Um, you know, I, you got to get Xavier McLeod ready, I think. You know, you got to get, uh, if you're Travian Robertson. Uh, I heard of the younger guys. Um, last year, it was DeAndre Martin that had to, shoot, you know, well, that guy's got a shot. Well, now uh, Jamal Weiss is actually coming on. He's okay. But uh, these guys need spot duty. They need spot duty. So um, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that's the the key is to – Beamer even said it, play more people. And sometimes after your third game, that's when you start to play more people, you know, in my opinion. So instead of into the system, things like that, some of the newer ones, I mean, yeah. heck, even Tuazama's only been there for what, two weeks before kickoff. I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's going to take he, a while to get in there. <laughs> he needs to get more comfortable and get his motor going because motor is yeah. an issue with him so far right now. And I think it's just because he's swimming mentally. Uh, Got to get in there and, and do some stuff. Um, okay. So Nana sports chat box, you guys know I, I'm a little bit more in love with the chat box than, you know, when we have three on here, because it's, it's tough because we all three have to talk and all that good stuff. Uh, Haynes says, JC, I'd like to hear your take on the Missouri law about high school NIL. It made my job a lot easier. <laughs> they had it here. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you got to – and also the the coaches, I think. Um, you know, I, I, and I say this whenever I have NIL meetings – you know, well, how do they do that without promising pay for play? Well, here's a scenario. <laughs> hey, man, uh, you know, uh, when – so let's say it's Spencer, Spencer Rattler, right? When Spencer, and you're trying to get a quarterback. Well, when Spencer Rattler was here, you know, he made, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in NIL money every year. Okay, he's worth that. That's how much Rattler made uh, when he was at South Carolina. Uh, and so uh, – yeah. And guess what? You remind me an awful lot of Spencer Rattler. Wink, wink. wink. <laughs> and you remind me an awful lot of Spencer Rattler. <laughs> so there's ways around stuff, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, it, yeah, that would be easier, man, because I could just go cut Cam Pringle a deal right now. And I'd gladly yeah. do it. I'd gladly do it yeah. if the, the rules allow. You know, anybody would. And so that's, uh, you know, I, do I like it? Do I think it's good for the sport? Hell no. Because you yeah. know what? That, those kids Missouri's paying, they could go elsewhere. They could sign with Oklahoma, and there's not anything they can do about it. They could be out of that money because you can't tie it to that. Right. You know, so 
So there's another kind of caveat, something to think about there. You know, are you really going to get him? I think I think the kid going to Missouri is going to be fine. I think he will get him because it's not, you know, what, what you do, I think you structure it to where, yeah, you're going to get some good money to be in high school, but the real money's coming later. So uh, I think that's what you do, you do there. But uh, I, uh, I, you know, that's one of those things that's a big point of contention. By the way, Congress had a hearing on NIL yesterday. Um, and Great. by the way, you know, and, and, and this, this has nothing to do with my friends at Garnet Trust who are part of this uh, collective organization that went up there and lobbied them. But I, I think that's a lost cause. The, 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 the collectives have been vilified so much. And, and in a lot of cases, unright. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous because they, they're all, you know, most of them are above board. But uh, I think it's a lost cause. I mean, yesterday's hearing, I mean, you, you get into Congress, and, and they're incompetent as it is. And, and, and I, I'm convinced every one of them pops an Adderall before they walk in to the chamber to talk because they're all over the map. I mean, you know, and I'm not talking about they have ADD and Adderall to concentrate. I'm talking about they, they don't have ADD and they're taking Adderall and like sped up quite a bit because their brains are all over the place. And, or they're just like trained dogs to where if they hear certain buzzwords, they automatically pontificate on them. So yesterday, I'll go with trained dogs. Trained dogs. Mental health. So yesterday is supposed to be about, you know, NIL, you know, and, and the, 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 cra- the stupid laws, that the, the, the bills that they're doing. You know, first of all, Gene Smith from Ohio State, who invited him? Yeah. I, I have no idea. I mean, Ohio State, when you're talking about some of the most egregious numbers that you hear for high school athletes, and look, maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not true. Somebody said Florida was paying a baseball player two hundred and fifty grand last year. Turns out it was sixty. <laughs> right? Maybe it's not true. But I've heard it from enough people who recruit against Ohio State, and none of them coach at South Carolina. Okay, so the the the, the cheddar is pretty thick, right? Uh, and there's a reason James Franklin at Penn State in their division, right? After, and they recruit a lot of the same guys. Like, with this boosters, it was like, we're either going to get $13 million in here for NIL or, or we're not going to survive. <laughs> you know, now this is a year ago. This is class of 2023, uh, early. But, I mean, when you're talking about seven-figure deals for high school recruits, uh, I think that's bad. I think it's bad for the recruit. I think it's bad for the game. Uh, I don't care how good you are. Even if you're Jadevi and Clowney, um, you know, the most college, re- the, the most, you know, the, the two guys I've seen that, that didn't play quarterback, well, the quarterback's kind of a different thing that are, you know, there's three guys. Uh, one played Oklahoma, one played at Clemson, one played at Carolina. Then uh, <laughs> they come to mind. Now, I'm not saying these are the only three guys, but that have this kind of impact as a true freshman. All right. Uh, Adrian Peterson at Oklahoma. Marcus Lattimore at South Carolina and Sammy Watkins at Clemson. You know, Sammy Watkins was the big difference between them being six and seven uh, and then winning the ACC the next year. Marcus Lattimore was the difference between Carolina being seven and six and winning the East. 
Uh, you know, Adrian Peterson stepped on the field at Oklahoma and immediately rushed for what two thousand yards. Yeah, right. Pretty <laughs> solid guy, right? The Not rest of them, player. they're all developmental guys. I mean, you know, you'll, you'll have a guy that comes in and starts as a freshman, but do you know his true value? Stephon Gilmore had a great true freshman year. So did Alshon Jeffrey. Did anybody go, my God, they're worth a million dollars because they're going to be drafted high? No, they're not there yet. And, and so for Ohio State to be part of this, I think, sucks. And, I, and I'm sorry. I don't care. Maybe it's based on rumor. But I think a lot of what was said in the hearing was based on rumor because there's absolutely no transparency in any of this. Right? So he needs to just shut up. Right. Gene Smith, you know, don't have any disrespect for him, but they often act in the Big Ten and Ohio State specifically like they could poop in their hand and it smells like roses. Yeah. And yeah. And, and and the reality of that situation up there is 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 not that way. And, and I, I say general Ohio bias across politics and media for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, JD like, Vance, oh, yeah. I mean, Ohio, 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 yeah, Myrtle Beach, yeah, beef sandwich. And anyway. all I know is anecdotally, they come down here and can't drive. That's my biggest right. <laughs> Man, so, so 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 there's there was that part that pissed me off. I was like, what is this guy doing? Acting like I mean, that's that's like an arsonist. Uh, go in and sit and like it with the park ranger when, when they bring Smokey the bear out and, and clapping foolishly. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got matches in a lighter and some lighter fluid in his office and he's about to burn shit down. Yeah. <laughs> right? Come on, man. Maybe he doesn't know. I don't know. They had Urban Meyer in charge of their collective for a while, right? Mm. Urban freaking Meyer. Urban Meyer's bored. He's bored. What the hell do you think? You don't think he's out there raising cheddar? Probably taking money out of his pocket. Because, you know, Urban's an Ohio State fan as well as, you know, he grew up in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's deep. He's thicker in the Ohio State than he is with the Florida. Yeah, but. dude. That's, his, that's still his school. You know? mm-hmm. but, but anyway, so they went through, and then in the middle of it, uh, someone that's head of the college football, one of those – pseudo trying to be a union. It's a female and no, no problem with that. She completely turns the meeting around and starts talking about athletes, mental health and how we could, we need to embrace them and that they're people and all that, all this stuff that I completely agree with, but that most colleges um, have people already in place to take care of mental health, including South Carolina. Um, and Alabama, I think, has a whole staff of psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors. Yeah, so that that's being addressed. And, and, I, and I think, look, mental health is a big topic these days because of what our society went through with the pandemic, and God bless, I think it impacted all of us mentally and physically, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, well, yeah, I understand. I understand, you know, a lot of times fans and, and analysts, you know, we talk about sports and we don't necessarily get into that side of it. I try very hard to make sure people know these are human beings and not robots, um, just from where I sit. But I also think that is the greatest, in, in a lot of cases, not all, a, a lot of cases, 
one of the greatest excuses in the history of being an American. And it's used as a buzzword a lot of times, not everybody, and not even half probably, uh, for, for to kind of get the ball rolling on things. People that don't have mental health problems try to throw that up there to get their agenda passed. And what does it do? It hurts the people who have real mental health problems. And, 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 and so to get up there and switch the NIL discussion in the middle of it to mental health, which is a whole different discussion. I mean, you want me to be honest? You know, I, I think the NCAA, shame on them for not funding every single dime of elite mental health services for all of its student athletes. Because when you're a student in college, you have access to all the school's resources. And psychology is a pretty popular major, and there's lots of staff and all that. Yeah, so shame on the NCAA uh, of all the crap they've done to players, you know, and then some of it's overblown. Shame on them for not investing millions into, the, into the, that initiative. But that's a different discussion. The Congress people, though, hear it because it's a buzzword and it'll get you in trouble if you don't address it. And, and their antennas go different ways. We're in votes. And it's all about getting votes. Well, if I don't pay attention to this, I'm not going to get votes. <laughs> and, and so they got absolutely nowhere on the NIL discussion yesterday. I, I, I and, it, and it's just like, you know, the only good thing that was said was, I can't believe the NCAA is this incompetent that they're asking Congress to do its job. Why can't you do your job? And that's true. So um, I, I'm like, that, that's my take on that. Crager says, it's a shame we will go this year without knowing how truly special this offense would have been with Juice and Leggett out there together. Well, Craig, never fear, because I, I think in a couple of weeks you're going to get to see it again. I saw it for a drive. I loved it. I think it's the difference yeah. between being a good and a great offense. Yeah, it looked but great. Right. <laughs> Juice is not out for the year. I'll repeat this. Juice is not out for the year. It may be a week-by-week situation. We may see him in two two more games, three more games, five more games, four more games. Uh, it just depends. And the good news is, you know, against Georgia, he didn't really show any signs of not being Juice. Slowing that. I mean, he, he got the ball and uh, a couple you know, a couple catches he made were beautiful. So that's uh, that's the deal there. So, um, Clint sent in his picks. Thanks, Clint. What are some of the giveaways of the Chicken Cock Challenge? Do you know, Phil? I think we're giving away. We still don't know. At least the two of us don't. I would imagine JB's got it. JB's got it, yeah. I'm I'm sure Mm -hmm. there'll be some hats and uh, bottles of Chicken Cock uh, and things like that. Brewer Nation wants me to follow follow you on Twitter. Clint says, why should get some snaps? He's just okay right now. I don't know. Hopefully, Nat's in the chat box. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday, honey. Good to hear from you, Jared Bennett. What up, Nat? Tyler said, "How big will it jump our recruiting if we went out?" Uh, normally, wins and losses don't necessarily impact the current class. It's the next class, so for twenty twenty five, absolutely, uh, absolutely, it will help. And they're not done for twenty twenty three. My understanding is, don't look for them. Look for them to be very selective. If it's not a great high school player that's close to being ready to play, you know, they've got enough of the developmental guys. 
uh, they're going to have the portal, you know, and that's the plan right now. Um, so Haynes says there's, there's nothing to hold the kids, their commitment, even if they take the NIL money. That's true. Uh, if you do it before high school, um, that says can't be there. Craig Chicago with the kids. Um, John says, "Word on the street is the powers that be at USC have told the NIL folks to not worry about working up a package for Daniel Hill. Too much pressure from family to go to Bama. Just what I'm reading. There's a lot of pressure from dad to go to Bama. Yeah. Daniel Hill was never really about NIL money, though. So who knows? Um, Nat says, hey, for anyone going to the game tomorrow, please keep it on Mr. Sherbert and no scooters for Phil. I, I will not be in attendance, unfortunately. Yeah, Jan, I'm in the South Upper tomorrow night. No, not tomorrow night, sir. Uh, how I will say that South Upper seat; those are decent seats. I mean, you're you're yeah at the end of the field, but you're so high up, you get to see it all. I, I was really impressed with the that, that was my first experience in the South Upper, so that was nice. It, it was a good seat. I've been, I've, I think I, I sat in the last time I sat in South Upper was for Vanderbilt in 2007. <laughs> and we lost. I was with my ex brother in law, <laughs> and I and this lady was clapping afterward. And I was just like, You realize we just lost the national championship shot, don't you? Because at the time, Carolina was six in the yeah. country and six of them. <laughs> and he pointed out to me, Man, that could be your grandmother. And I said, Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I apologize. He he sort of checked me there. Tim Tim's a good guy. He checked me, uh, but uh, that's the last time I sat up there. I've sat in the zone since then, but uh, I am I, I'm in West Lower this time. So uh, okay. we'll see if I go in the game because I really don't like going into the games. Uh, I'm getting I'm a, I'm a old crotchety. I'm getting old and crying. Cloud. Bruin says he's heard Tanner is out downplaying NIL, doesn't want the university to rely on it, and instead focus on what the university can offer that's not NIL related. I'd be shocked if he was – maybe that's the way he feels in his heart, but that's not the strategic plan at South Carolina. I mean, I'd I'd be stunned if if he thinks that – that that's the way that you could just overcome it. I, mean, I understand when anyway, but with what little NIL Carolina's got, that's that saved the day on some players. Uh, so I don't think that's true. I think, I think, all right. So uh, look, without praising Ray Tanner for the NIL uh, that they've done, you know, for what the university's done. Because uh, I understand sort of the frustration. I know they got behind and all that stuff. So without without sitting here defending that part of it, because I, I don't want to – I mean, I, I really am kind of neutral. I, I've, I, I think a lot of times fan bases want to sit there and just blame coaches, administrators, whatever, over and over and over again. But that's not the way to change anything. The way, and so I've realized, you know, hey, the administration helps me, great. If they don't, I could care less. If it is to be, it is up to me. And and, and I've I, I I just I shut down whenever somebody starts talking about that because 
Uh, it's not like they're all of a sudden going to flip a switch. There's some things they can't do that everybody wants them to do within the rules. And quite frankly, I don't know that it, it's going to change hearts and minds out there. And that's my job is to change hearts and minds about it, you know? Uh, and then I think there's some people that just hate Ray Tanner as an athletic director and they blame him for everything. You know, it's been like that since day one with Ray. I mean, really, my, my, <laughs> I baked my Turkey and it came out rubbery fire Ray. You know? <laughs> and and I, I don't think that's fair either. So there, there's a lot of narratives going around out there. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you this right now. I'll be honest. We straight up. Where a new AD may come in and be a little bit more encouraging with it, not going to move the needle uh, with this fan base until we change hearts, minds, and educate people about it. Because pe- so many people, in, in my experience, want to help with it, but don't they don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. What's that from Friday the Thirteenth? You don't know what he is. That's, that's Halloween. Oh, Halloween. Sorry. Yeah, I, your wife says it. That's your right. wife says it all the time. You don't know what he is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's nil. But but I'm working on that, man. And, and I'm fine. I'm fine taking the banner and doing it. Because you know what, I, I found that. You know, you, you kind of get out in front of things and try to be creative with it and do the best you can. In my life. Normally things have worked out. And uh, like I said, I've said before, I got a great career. Uh, my website makes supports me, makes money. Uh, I'm not trying to make money for myself. I'm doing this for Carolina and I haven't failed myself so far. So I don't see where I would fail them. Uh, and like I said, uh, it would be easy for me to, to, to jump up and down, stomp my feet, whine, complain, won't everybody fired in the athletic department, but what, how is that going to help South Carolina not lose players in the portal this year? It's not. So I, 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 I understand where all of you are coming from with it. Uh, I also understand a lot of it's rhetoric and, and rumor and I get it. I'm not going to be mad at you uh, for being critical, but for me, if I start focusing on that, this whole thing is going to fall to pieces. And I know we need to get a break. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, God, we're just now to the mental health. Oh, I misspelled Zeppelin. All right. Zeppelin. So, all right. So we, we got to get a break here. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, don't forget the show is uh, painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. Go see Tristan. Get that room, all that good stuff. We'll be back to the Sinorama Studios. Right after this. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say, and so does the Barndo Company. 
where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated. Hey, everybody. This is Mo Copper from Carolina Football. The show is painted garden and black every day by a couple of painters. Go to letmepaintsomething.com to check them out. Go Cox. 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. Letmepaintsomething.com. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. be the man of the hour tomorrow mr rattler i think uh more than likely we're looking at another big game brewing for spencer in number seven i think he's gonna i think he's gonna have his way with the mississippi state secondary tomorrow jc what are your thoughts on that uh i'm sending you the britain's uh things there before i forget yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a huge advantage for South Carolina. I mean, you know, you have to protect this defense. All right. So, gosh, who who was who kept? Oh, Dowell Loggins kept talking about Joe Lee Dunn. Yeah. And, and some old school game people will remember Joe Lee Dunn. 
Uh, I think Joe Lee was at Arkansas too. That's probably how that one knows who he is and was also at Mississippi State for a while. This is kind of that style defense. And if you guys remember, when Joe Lee Dunn's defense was not getting the quarterback, there were guys running wide open down the field. I think they played Florida one year. Uh, now, one year he got Spurrier pretty good when he's at Mississippi State. Joe Lee did. Uh, but maybe it was when he's in Arkansas, maybe Ole Miss. But Joe, Spurrier just – I mean, they, they could have scored 80 on that. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the deal there. Um, all right, so I misspelled Zeppelin. Jan says, JC, we'll have my new Carolina Trials trucker hat on tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah, Congaree Hat Co., we've partnered with them. Carolina Rise yeah, Trucker Hats with the leather patch. Yeah, we, we get money off everyone you sell, and the guy that's uh, running it uh, is a big Gamecock and uh, certainly worthy of your support. Also, we'll say on that note, we are launching a partnership with another kind of hat-ish company uh, called uh, Sandlapper Outdoors. Uh, and it's not going to be Gamecock or Carolina Rise branded stuff. You know, and, and that's kind of where we're going with, with some of the products is, you know, we want to partner with any product we can, regardless of what it's branded. And, and if, if we could sell it for them and we get a cut, that's a lot of money going in that we can get into the collective if we build a massive, like, online mall, GamecockMall.com. That's right. <laughs> Could you Game imagine the GamecockMall.com? You'd have Spurrier's Gridiron Grill instead of the Cheesecake Factory. Nice. You'd have, you'd have a Britain's in there, you know? Yeah, I can. Uh, uh, maybe a, a Rush's at a place where people can fight. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta have a chicken place too. Gotta have a chicken place. places, you know, because that seems to be the thing in Colombia. Yeah, it. you could have a Bernie's on one end, the Zestos on the other. Yeah. <laughs> instead of like instead of Santa coming during Christmas, the Easter Bunny, you used to have cocky all year in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Take for pictures. Kids. Yeah. Sitting on a big throne, you know, in a big like stylized <laughs> room. Yeah, that'd be nice. I know my uh, my little one would demand to go there. She is cocky obsessed. <laughs> Ray Tanner could be the mall cop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking. Uh, I'm not taking a shot at Tanner there. I just like that'd be kind of funny if he had his uniform on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Roll yeah, right. Like, like, yeah. So anyway. Uh, Quantrill, no, nah, they're not. They're not going to take Anthony Carey. They don't think he's that good or good enough. Uh, yeah, Craiger Hill is visiting Bama again. You know, I, I, I actually have not talked to anyone about him, but man, he hadn't set up a visit. Dad wants to go to Bama. They're probably sitting there thinking because Bama's not all that great this year that he can get on the field. Whatever. They're seven deep at running back, and they're probably they're playing at linebacker. So whatever. I mean, look, it's always going to be tough. But, but again, I don't know that, that anybody needs to be, like, critical of anybody for not getting Daniel Hill. But if you want to be critical, why are you in this position where you have to count on landing a kid with an Alabama offer from Meridian, Mississippi, to save your class? That means there are failures and breakdowns elsewhere. And we'll get into that 
than some other point. It's the day before a game. I'm not going to get into the fire of this guy. This guy's, you know, we can't do anything. Just like we can't do anything about whatever anybody, you know, that works for USC does about NIL. We can't do anything about uh, running back on the roster right now. Now, we all can after the season through NIL, but we can't do anything about it right now. So that's just one of those things. Brandon says, Dylan Stewart's visiting again this weekend. JC, do you think it will be a grind to hold on to him until he signs? Nah, Brandon, I actually don't. Uh, He's visiting for – I was told last night he's in for every home game. He's already got got his tickets, reservations, whatever. Uh, That's a good – now, if he was visiting – you know, Maryland or, or Miami or some other place uh, this weekend. Yeah, that I, mean, I would consider that a oh crap grind. But if you're vis- visiting Carolina, there, there's no grind um, there. Uh, John's like, guys, the guy teaching with the number, just talk about that Vandy game in the hallway in 07. Yeah. Awful. Tyler said, I'm delivering Maggie Valley. Talked to a lot of Gamecock fans up here. Anyway, I can help Carolina rise here. Uh, yeah, Tyler, if you if you uh, send me your mailing address, I'll send you some, like, uh, cards to give out to Gamecock fans and stuff uh, where it's uh, – they got the, the way you can go sign up uh, on the um, on the internet on the internet or whatever. I'll also say this for you guys. Uh, now, you have to you have to make sure your friends know – what you're doing. <laughs> Don't just go through your address book and copy and paste. But if you, if you, if your friends aren't involved, um, just say, Hey, well, you mind if they send you some information and, and get their email and send it. And we'll, we, we started an email newsletter list. Uh, and that's a great way to market something that you purchase on the internet. Um, so ask them if, ask them, Hey, can I get you signed up for that and stuff? And uh, go to uh, inside the game at gmail.com and just send me your friends emails. That's valuable to me. I mean, that's that's like, it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. Gold. So, um, yeah, Tyler, if you go to Cherokee Casino, you'd raise some money for Carolina. Yeah, that's right. Ed says, uh, hey, put up the picks contest again for Ed. He, yeah, he was, need another one he here. Here we go. There. That's right. So, hey, said, that's how'd the Charleston meetup go the other night? Good. Good. I thought uh, – I thought it went well. Uh, Tiffany asked, any plans to come to the upstate? Absolutely. Um, if anybody wants to help out with that, like uh, you know a place, you have a lot of Gamecock friends, uh, I'd love to do one in Greenville, one in Spartanburg, and one in Anderson. Y'all be surprised. Like One thing I've learned since doing Carolina Rise, because in other words, when you sign up for Big Spur, I basically get your name and your email address, and that's it. I don't know where you're from. I don't know what you are. <laughs> I don't know what he is. <laughs> I have a, but I have a very specific set of skills. I will find uh-huh. you. I will find, let her go now. And I will, anyway, you know, Taken was such a good movie. By the time I got to three, I enjoyed it, but it, it sort of sucked. Nevertheless, um, what was I talking about? Oh, I don't get that information. But one of the interesting things I do with Rise, I know like everybody's address. I have to send them these magnets, you know, so I know I know where all these people are from. Y'all be surprised how many Gamecocks there actually are in Anderson. Um, and my first job in newspapers was back in 01 at the Anderson Independent Mail about 22 years ago. 
and they told me because I asked about Carolina because there's a little you know Carolina Homer working amongst the Orange faithful in that building. They said there's more Clemson fans in Anderson County, but there's more Gamecock USC graduates in Anderson County, which I kind of thought was <laughs> hilarious. But uh, now I think Greenville County is actually more Clemson everything, but Anderson, you know, so you, I, I'd, I'd do I'd do one in all three. Hell, I'd do one in Gaffney. Yeah, Gaffney. Go up there, outlet. Gaffney. Go to that. <laughs> uh, there's something. It's kind of like a Dave and Buster's kind of fun place. There, they have some. It's really kind of cool. It's zip lining and stuff. Anyway, um, Clint would, would like to have been around when Zeppelin was at their peak to see him live. Yeah, awesome. I kind of think Guns and Roses. See, see what you guys think about this. Those rock and roll guys out there. I think Guns N' Roses sort of became the next Led Zeppelin. And I don't know at the time when Appetite came out that you could have said that. But looking back, you know, and I understand Guns N' Roses has a fraction of the body of work Led Zeppelin did. I mean, they are sort of lazy uh, in terms of I'm just glad they're touring again, for God's sake. But but I've always kind of equated those two. But right down to the fact Axel and Robert Plant have similar vocal styles, you know, and it's kind of that heavy guitar rock. But yeah, man, Zeppelin. Hey, hey, mom, I gotta make you look, gonna make you sweat, gonna make you. Dude. And that song Over the Hills and Far Away, too, is just. Mm-hmm. That acoustics is. Anyway, I could talk about that all day. Um. What's the name of the hat joint? Congaree Hat Company. It's online. Bobby, if you go to carolinarise.com and you click on Congaree Hat Company hats, they'll do that. Uh, you'll find it. He says, hey, Keith. Hey, JC, I think I saw Keith with a Nike Carolina Rise polo. Is that your way of saying Carolina should go with Nike? <laughs> no, Keith got that. Yeah. He, he requested that. So that was good. <laughs> Um, Tiffany said, need a list of travel list of preferred Gamecock hotels. Okay, set up a Gamecock gas cart. Hmm. I'd love that. So, yeah. Ah, Clint says, would be nice to see UT have a down season and uh, Peyton Lewis rethinks his decision. Not happening, brother. Even in <laughs> Tennessee. Without some things changing around here. Fire must champ. Uh, 07 if Sydney Rice want to come back you don't lose to Vandy Tennessee Clemson that's true I'll get an email list down here in Savannah we restarted the Gamecock Club those folks will be down to hell yes Man. Um, Corey says and this is another one of those things I answer all the time gladly if I was to purchase a Carolina Rise hat or shirt does that contribute towards the NIL or just sales for your company come on man I just got done saying I don't make any money off this. It all goes to every, all the profit. Now, now look, no, I'm not, nobody's driving new Beamers or Benzes here because I, I, I've, I, I've done it before, where I've you know taken my credit card one month and bought hundred <laughs> shirts and sold them and not paid myself back for it. Uh, <laughs> most of the time, though, I'm not taking my own money, and you know, I mean. And, and and buying shirts, then selling them and putting them back in the collective, but all the profits, definitely. I mean, that's that's part of that's part of the partnership. And the great thing with um, 
with uh, Congaree Hat Company is I don't have any upfront costs. They cover all that. We just get a flat fee to go in the collective per hat. That's it. And I, fully trust me, mailing out hats is a pain in the butt because you got to find the right size box. It's expensive. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, but yeah, uh, no, it's anything you purchase, man, goes to that's got this Carolina Rise branded or affiliated. Now, if you buy a shirt that says "Inside the Gamecocks" or "Average Jumbalaya," <laughs> that goes to me and Phil and Jamie. <laughs> Uh, and and then you know, a couple of bucks on some of that branded stuff may go back into rise, but it's uh, anything. I mean, I wouldn't sell it just. To, I would. I, I'm not. You know, the only money I'll ever make off this is if one day we have millions of dollars worth to manage, you know, worth of stuff to manage, and I'm so busy, I have to like go to work for it full time, <laughs> and that's a long way away. And I don't even know if then, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I'm, you know, this has been, I enjoy, get, I, I enjoy the part of like getting to know people and, and getting to know all y'all and uh, helping the players, you know, a lot of us are pain in the ass, but, uh, you know, we're not, like I said, yeah, buy as many shirts as you can because that all goes to players. So anyway. Uh, Gaffney, Cocky Joseph, hell yeah, the Big E. That's right. I'm sorry, I, I didn't really remember the fun name of the fun, the fun place. The oh, Big yeah, E yeah. is sort of badass. <laughs> so, um, Craiger says I sent inside the game an email requesting verbal info on the condo. Did you get it? Yeah, Craig, you should have gotten an email back from Jason Myers. Uh, he cc'd you on it, and I got a cc on it. I'll forward it to you if you didn't get it. But yeah. Uh, Bobby says lining of JC's pockets for wedding and sh- wedding with shirt sales. <laughs> That's all JC's yeah. buying his new house in South Carolina. Yeah. John said, "I wish we had one big collective instead of several." Well, well, John, tell me why you you think that because I hear this a lot, uh, and, and you know when you think about it, you know you're like, yeah, it'd be nice to just have one, um, but we do different things and we've made different decisions. Uh, they're structured like, in different ways. There, there would not be a Park Avenue right now if there was one big collective. I'll tell you that. Uh, de- well, depending on which one was the one big collective. Uh, and I'm not saying they were wrong. They had the reasons to not do it. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't know that we're in a position to do that. And I don't know that it hurts. I mean, who's it hurting? I mean, now, if we were, like, competing, in other words – that this would be this would be the stupidest thing ever in NIL if we were competing to sign players. Like, oh, oh would you come with our collective? No, come with our collective. No, no we never do that. That would never happen. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so tell me why? Why? Why would that be something that you think would help? Considering the dynamics right now, we got to take a break. But I want to hear from you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I would just like to. Uh, I would just like to hear because I hear this a lot and I can't really wrap my brain around what would be the um, what would be the rationale fun, you know, in terms of functionality and what we've accomplished uh, in doing that. All right, we'll be back.
The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Charleston Fitness Equipment is keeping South Carolina in shape. Clients have come from all over the Palmetto State to find that one piece of equipment that they enjoy that keeps them looking and feeling good. Whether it's a home rower, treadmill, elliptical, free weights, a home gym, or something else, Charleston Fitness Equipment keeps the mirror smiling back at you. Get in shape like the Gamecocks do. Visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com. Gamecock owned and operated and proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight out the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online. Nanasports.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. For chicken cock, we get a medium to medium plus toast, the char level. We use a number three level char. If you char it too deep, you start burning away some of those flavor components that you just created. If you just char a barrel and you don't toast it, you're going to create some of those flavors just on a thin layer, just inside the char, but not the actual depth and full extent of flavors uh, that you're going to get if you toast it properly. All those elements, that's exactly what they do. They boil down to great flavor. If you're in the real estate market in the low country or even in the Midlands, please contact me, JB, with Coast to Coast Realty SC. Go Gamecocks. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Final segment of the first hour inside the Gamecocks, the show. It's an official reversion back to the clown show. JC and Phil in here with you. JB, of course, still taking a little bit of time. Appreciate all the outpouring of sentiments and emotion uh, for JB. We really appreciate that. I know he does as well um, on the loss of his dog. It's a, yeah, man, you know, best friend for a good long time. Good long time. Hate to hate to see that happen. All right. We're going to have picks in the second hour. Is Flint joining us today or no? He's supposed to. I sent him a link. <laughs> I haven't heard otherwise. 
So, oh crap! I just I just jerked my headphone uh, wire yeah. out. I caught here. Don't say anything, anyone. Oh, okay. good lord! We can tell secrets oh, now. Yeah. There yeah. All right. So, uh, Arthur said, "Which brands can I choose from?" Uh, are you talking about the hats, Arthur? I think it's uh, the hats are. Um, yeah, the hats right now are. Uh, what's it called, Richardson's? Uh, Nike, we, we right now have not done any Nike shirts or anything, but we're getting there. Check back with me closer to Christmas. If that's something you're interested in, I definitely can make it happen. Um, Daryl got his hat today. Uh, he's all right. So back to the topic before the first hour. Um, John, John says, I'm just curious if we can get more money going into one collective right now with the way it's structured. No. Because there are some people that don't like the other one. There's some people that hate my guts. And, you know, the people have opinions. <laughs> uh, so I think it's actually better now because uh, there are people that want to help, but, you know, they're not going to, you know, it, it's who they're comfortable with. Now, in the future, yeah, I, I, th- I, think, I think it's good to have uh, – you know, have that, but I, but I also think this, you have to keep in mind, they're both distinctly different. Um, Garnet trust has a collective like Carolina rise, but also has a foundation that does charitable work. We don't, we don't, uh, we have park Avenue, which provides professional, uh, services like true commercial NIL, uh, and park Avenue, uh, has written uh, as of today two hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars in forty-five days worth of deals for Carolina student athletes. Guess what? That's money. We're trying to get to where Carolina needs to be overall. That's money that doesn't have to be raised. Uh, and then those are high-end brand deals that that also feed directly into retention. And by the way, we're going to have Jeff and Chase on from Park Avenue next week and also going to let you guys ask them questions this time from the chat box so that'll be good uh john says does it make it easier to sign bigger deals for each player no uh the the bigger the bigger commercial deals come from park avenue uh and and that was the original idea anyway um it doesn't make it uh, easier to do one or the other It, it all and and we all work together to where we fund certain things they they fund so we don't double up you know and then there's some players in certain sports we both kind of chip in on it you know so it's it's but it works very well uh as far as output goes uh as far as input goes you know i i think i mean i, I don't know I, I don't think it's all that confusing to to be honest with you um i just uh i've heard that and i think i think in time once we figure out kind of where it's all going with the rules and the laws and all that, you know, maybe, maybe it makes sense to do that. Um, I'd be open to anything, you know, I like the logo I have. That's about the only thing, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, I don't want to give the logo up. I like the logo, but uh, that would Fire be a logo. for me. Uh, but, but, you know, those guys do a really good job. I think we're doing a really good job. Uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, unless at our break, JC, you got Flint's in. 
Corey says, yeah, I love the way I get crucified for asking a question about a way to help the NIL organization you put together. I don't even listen all day, every day. Oh, no, Corey, I wasn't. We weren't coming down on you, man. I, I wasn't crucifying you. I'm sorry. I, I was – I just – I get that sometimes, and, and it's fine. It, it's hard to kind of – hard to kind of read into what people were saying over text anyway. So I, I was just being funny. I apologize, man. Richard says, well, well, Fab Five tiebreaker, total passing yards for Will Rogers. Wow. Yep. And it's a um, rule, so, you know, closest without going over. Jules, blah, blah. Do most schools have collectives that just write checks to players? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Answer, yes. And actually, a lot of it's Ven- it's not, not checks, man. It's a lot of it's Venmo. But I think we have a couple of baseball players that want checks. And so it's like, guys, you got to go. My brother has to go, like, into the safe box, dust it off, reach through the cobwebs, pull out the checkbook. The first two checks are, like, they've turned to dust already. You know, they dust that off. It's, like, written on, uh, like, papaya. <laughs> he gets out his quill. He gets <laughs> He, he gets out his quill pen, blah, 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 blah. Um, Jules has a good question. What big companies has Park Avenue brought to the table? Uh, Spectrum, which I know that's not the most popular company right now because of what happened with ABC and Disney, but uh, Spectrum, uh, Beats by Dre. And dude, Beats by Dre is great for, like, recruiting. Um, Tropical Smoothie, uh, locally... Locally, they invented Village Idiot. Locally, uh, uh, Tin Roof. Tin Roof's not really just local, but, uh, you know, the the sunglasses. Well, I forgot what the sunglasses place was called. There's a grooming brand. There's i I'll, I'll have to get the list. I mean, I you know, guys, I'm 46 years old, not a kid. Some of these brands are, are popular, but I just don't. I'm not familiar with them myself. Yeah. Hmm. So, but uh, there's a lot of big, big companies. I mean, that amount, in that amount of time, Jules is huge. I mean, and, and like I said, it's huge for Carolina because that's not money yet that uh, that anybody's got to go ask our, you know, the, the fans and boosters for. Now there's still a big need. That's a drop in the bucket, but in a month I'll take it. Um, <laughs> as y'all talked about Ohio State claiming kids want 5K to visit them. Uh, yeah, that's not exactly what he said. He said he was that he heard that. Uh, I said Ohio State really does not have any room to talk about NIL ever at all, period, never. Ever. No. If the rumors out there are correct. But what he was talking about was a rumor, too. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, but, yeah, and, and see, Jules, when you join Carolina Rise, that funds Park Avenue. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. I forget. This is the most important part. They take zero commission from the players, okay? We pay them, so they take no commission. So, in other words, you get a $100,000 deal, you get the whole 100000 And that's unlike anybody else in the country. So, these elite players, they can actually make more coming to Carolina if they're brandable and all that. So, anyway, top of the hour, Michael Flint coming up, right? Yes, sir. He's already in. We're ready to go. Oh, Flint's in. All right. And and Clint, I got your under ready to roll. This is Inside the Gamecocks, the show.
Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet style, and seconds, they're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. Nana'sPorch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 336-259-7550. If you're on Medicare currently or approaching eligibility, it's time to enroll in a Medicare plan that meets your needs. Palmetto Medicare is here to help you through the process. Palmetto Medicare's owner, Brian Spencer, and his team of experts are here to assist you. Learn about the benefits and enroll in the plan that will cover as many of your medical costs as possible. Some of the advantages of Medicare health plans may include variety of plan choices, increased benefits, lower premiums, and more. Give Palmetto Medicare a call to discuss your insurance and help get the exact coverage for your needs today. Hey folks, it's JB, and as we all know, it's football season. My favorite place to shop for myself and the family is Gamecock Traditions in Lexington. They have the widest selection of Gamecocks attire, plus all the cool accessories for tailgating, cooking, kids, shoes, hats, and so much more. Most importantly for me, you can order online at GamecockTraditions.com, and it's shipped timely to your door. I've been shopping here for years, and I hope you will too. Order online right now on the Chief Sports app. Go Gamecocks. He was number 19 on the field, but number one in our hearts. The one and only Michael Flint for an edition of Wando's World ahead of the Mississippi State game. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Oh, doing great, man. Doing great. Just uh, sitting here, cutting it up old school. Just the two of us on an episode here Friday. <laughs> That's wrong with that. No, yeah, well, JB's got some healing to do today, and uh, yeah, so man. it's just <laughs> us today. Uh, 
So, Michael, Mississippi State. Uh, I don't remember if you when you were there. Did y'all play state at all, or did you have one or two games? It was early on. I think it was my the year I redshirted, and then the next year, redshirt freshman year, were the only were the only two years. And I think that's when it when the I think when our cross when our divisional opponent changed to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I think it was Arkansas. It changed to after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably that was or, or no, it was Arkansas and Mississippi State were the two because they had two, and then they went to one, and it was just Arkansas. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Nat says hello. By the way, she's in the chat box. She's like, hey, Flint. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, there she is. Um, all right. So Mississippi State, you know, they're back to after the leech years being, uh, you know, kind of like they've always been. Um, and all, all these, all, but heavy in the run game again. Uh, leading rusher in the SEC and Jacobius Marks. Um, their quarterback's kind of like a square peg in a round hole out there in the system. I think he's a true air raid guy, but he's still very capable. Uh, and then they have a blitzing defense that's susceptible to the pass, kind of like they did when Joe Lee Dunn was the coordinator out there. So it's kind of like a back-to-the-future style Mississippi State team. Uh, and then there's the Gamecocks, and you're familiar with all their issues right now. So what say you as far as this matchup goes, and, and, and how do you see it? You know, I think for us going back and looking at some of that Georgia game is, you know, how how much improved the offensive line was. And, you know, I don't think some of those guys got a, a, enough credit. Um, I know there was still some struggles, but I think, you know, Big Tree at left tackle did, you know, a phenomenal job. I think he looked like, you know, for the most part, a seasoned vet out there. Um, the way him and, you know, between the tackle and guard, the way they passed some things off, Georgia did a lot up front um, last week to really try to confuse those guys um, really threw a lot of different looks at them. They brought a lot of pressure all game consistently bringing, you know, five guys or more. And the way that they handled that, you know, was, was very impressive overall, especially as young as, as he is, but the way that they, you know, those, the, the left tackle, left guard, Gargiulo and Rashawn Lee and big tree look, they looked, you know, more like seasoned veterans. Um, it was impressive to see the way they handled it. You know, the, the right side of the of the line struggles um, is struggling. Um, you know, right tackle Fugar is going to be, you know, interesting to see how that plays out because he, you know, there was a lot of times he struggled. Um, you know, his drops and creating a good clean pocket were not very good. It was oftentimes he dropped into the quarterback instead of creating that bubble. He was dropping deep into into the quarterback and just. You know, got 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 pushed around, but um, you know, I think that's one thing that that is that was that was a, a good thing to see um, on Saturday. You know, this past Saturday, going into this week, is how we handled. It. I thought Spencer Rattler probably played one of his best games that he's played as a Gamecock, and you can look back and you know look at the Clemson game, look at the Georgia, or look at the uh, Tennessee game, but some of the throws that he made his awareness his pocket presence with a lot of pressure in his face all game I thought he played a really good game and you know if we can get you know to this game um you know he can have some time to throw it I think you're really going to see how good Rattler really can be I thought coach Loggins did a heck of a job dialing up a really good game plan using the pass as an extension of the run I think you know we talked about that before the game but you look back you know they kept talking about it on tv but it really was a big thing. And I think the one thing that, 
you know, could have kept us in the game. I think we did everything the way we should have is just simply being able to actually run the ball, not necessarily using the pass as an extension, but being able to actually run the ball. I thought Mario Anderson ran hard. And I believe you'll see him start to get some more and more carries as the year goes on. But, you know, I think you'd like to see Juju back out there. I think some things that he can do with the football in his hands and space with Mississippi State's defense this coming week, trying to bring pressure, trying to create a little bit of confusion. You know, I really like what Coach Loggins did, getting the ball out of Spencer's hand quickly. And I think Spencer's seeing the field really well right now. I think getting Juju the ball in space, you know, can only make this offense more dynamic um, and better. And it really hurts, you know, losing Juice Wells because I think you see if you got Wells and Leggett on the field at the same time, could be the most, could be the most talented uh, receiver duo in the SEC right now. And so that's that hurts, and that was, you know – you saw what that first drive looked like, and um, you know I, that kind of that, that that one stings a little bit because I think it, it could be a real special um, season for those two. But you know I think overall, um, you know with what Mississippi State does, I think defensively when we go out there, I think T.J. Sanders is a guy that looked like an animal on Saturday against the number one team in the country and really was disruptive, collapsed the pocket, made Georgia's quarterback uncomfortable. And I think he's going to have to play a big role in this game. And, you know, how we choose to, um, you know, I know we're a little bit thin up front, but how we choose to utilize those guys, Huntley, um, Tonka Hemingway, Sanders, and the guys on the edge is really interesting. And, uh, you know, being able to be a little bit more dynamic on defense. I know against Georgia, it seemed like we we weren't as dynamic as far as bringing pressure um, with different twists and stunts and, safety you know bringing the safety down and going and, and dropping guys and creating a little more confusion so that's one thing i'm look, looking for is how we operate defensively and those you know the guys that we have out there i think brian thomas is a guy that needs to play a lot more you know what he lacks in size he makes up for tenfold with physicality toughness and heart so yeah i i I with Wells, you know, Mike. I, it, it's one of those things where he, he's not out for the year. I mean, that, that, that's the positive. Uh, I, I think this, and, and just to back up, kind of what you said. Look, I think when Wells is a part of this offense, it is a gr- great passing offense. I, I think when he's not, it's good, but but probably not at that great level. I mean, first drive against Georgia. I mean. They had it completely off balance. They, they, it wasn't just juice. It was everybody spreading it around and stuff. But, man, there's just not a lot of receivers that can sit there and weave their way through on that screen like he did for the touchdown. And, boy, I mean, that guy uh, is something else. So, um, I'm with you there. So, Mario Anderson, are you are you part of the crew that wants him to get more carries? Are you, are you in the more, more – the, the M for M crew, the more for Mario? Yeah, I think so. I definitely am. You know, I think you know it. I think there's a level of you know you don't just you don't just take everything from one and give it to another. I think you you you, you got to be dynamic in how you do it. But I think if you look at the way he runs, I mean that 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 run where he pushed the pile from a couple yard gain to to a seven yard gain. I mean, he was seeing what like a foot off the ground, and those legs are still churning and going. And I think just the his the levers that he has, the center of gravity, the quickness, you know. I think he, he's earned it. Um, I think he deserves it, and he's earned it. Now, some of the cuts that he made in the hole against Furman were were really impressive. Um, the way that he was able to navigate navigate the hole and go, 
you know, I was very impressed with. And I think he's earned the carries. But I think, you know, we still need to get to carry on going because there's a lot that he brings to the table. And I think there's a lot, a lot of really good that, uh, that, that, that he can do. But I definitely think Mario deserves it. But also, I, th- I think Juice does too. Um, some of the dynamic that he has, I think, you know, brings a whole different element into the, the screen game um, that we have really been able to utilize a lot. Yeah, Juju could, could get out there and do some things. Of course, he, he didn't play Saturday, so it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. I, I think the carry-on has developed a nice – you know, you always look at – people look at the stats, they look at the fact, you know, he's not – you know, ter- he gets caught from behind in a hole sometimes and stuff like that. But I, um, I do think that, um, you know, one thing he does bring – there's two things he brings to the table. Number one – uh, on's pretty sure-handed out of the backfield, and yeah. they do hit him on some passes, and he catches just about everything. Number two, he's he's kind of uh, you know carved out a niche in terms of being able to sniff the goal line when he's down in the red zone. I mean, he's a guy that no, he, you know, he may not know right now how to rush between the twenties for two hundred yards a game, but doggone it, when you get close to that goal line, he sniff he get he can get in there. So there's all yeah. so I think there's definitely a role for him, you know, uh, and and he's and, and look, I don't care that you start him. I mean, it, he's to carry on Jordan. Start him all you want. I do think Mario needs the majority of the carries between the twenties. I think they need to stop. And you know, and tell me, coaches do this sometimes. They they put themselves in boxes. They're like little elves. <laughs> I'm going to put myself in a box. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they shouldn't, but they do. Where you sit there at the running back depth chart and go, all right, you know, he's RB1 and then Juju's RB2. And I, I think you got to take Juju off the depth chart. I mean, you have to list it, but, but don't consider him that. He's an RBX, really. Yeah. Like a guy that you use in, in different scenarios. But no matter what, you know, he's not, he's not a, all right, we're going to get Juju five carries and, and then you just run the same plays. And you're running him into a brick wall, and then he gets discouraged. I think he's a guy that it's RBX. Okay, you know, we have these out of this formation with Juju, we have these five plays we can call. Spencer, go to the line, read the defense. What's best? You choose. And then it may be an outside zone. Uh, it may be a, a, a screen pass. It may not even go to Juju McDowell. It may not even yeah. go to Juju McDowell. So uh, uh, that's the thing there. So um, I. Uh, you know, I, I think I think we've seen McDowell do really well with outside zone plays, swing passes like against North Carolina, uh, things like that, uh, and getting the ball in the passing game. Uh, and then you have an RB three there that runs four three in Braswell that I think you can slowly work in. Instead, instead last week, Anderson went to second team, McDowell went to third. Why? Why not have? I mean, Juju McDowell's made enough plays for this football team in two years to where he he's at least. You know, uh, can score touchdowns and catch passes and get far. I mean, he and, and, and run from scrimmage outside. I mean, he, it's just uh, that's mind boggling. So, so I think right now, whoever the decider is about the running back depth charts in a box. Me, me, me. Look at me. Look at me. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think the element that that Juju brings to the game is so much different than what the other guys bring, and I think. You know, it, it, it forces a defensive coordinator to have to prepare for so much more because you can see him lined up in the slot. 
You can see him lined up in the backfield. You see him, you know, getting a, getting a screen. You see the carry on playing quarterback. Some you see you see a, di- a difference in those guys. And when you have that dynamic, and uh, of of all those guys, it just makes defensive coordinators have to prepare for so much more than really kind of limiting yourself to those between the tackles kind of guy. Um, but you know, it is a little surprising that you know, he hasn't seen the field more. And I'm you know, curious as to why, or if it's simply just, you know, Mario Anderson has been performing better and they're, they're, they're ro- rolling with DK because of, you know, pass protection. Um, but it, you know, I think it's been a little bit of an unfair shake so far for some of these guys, because, you know, and going back our you know, our tight ends, you know, I don't know if they've been asked to block more because of the struggles of the line or what, you know, what we were looking to, how we were looking to utilize those guys in the run game and in the past game. But, you know, our tight end's got to get a lot more physical to help those guys out. Um, you know, if those guys are going to be lined up in line and, you know, trying to create mismatches, mismatches in the passing game, and you still got to be able to run the football from, from, from down there. And those guys, you know, don't have that level of physicality, I think, that you need to be an in-line type of guy to create those mismatches and really be that dynamic type player. Um, and that's one thing that you know, I'm looking forward – looking towards this weekend is to see – the physicality of those tight ends and how they play because there's, you know, throughout the first three games of the year, it hasn't been good. Um, you know, they're not playing physical for the size they are compared to some of these other guys in the league. Um, you know, watching Brock Bowers and how physical he was um, in their blocking was just a different level. So I think the tight ends can definitely help, you know, with those running back. But I think those three guys, those four guys need to see action during the game to create that dynamic and, you know, make that defense prepare for more because I think all four of them bring a different element to the game that can be really successful in utilizing those strengths. Um, but I think you're right, JC. It's you get in, you get into a game, and you kind of get, you know, you're a little more narrow focused, and um, then sometimes you might need during practice and get a little more creative. But I think you know, Coach Loggins has done a good job. Um, he's done a great job so far, but I think you know the dynamic of what these running backs can do. I think take advantage of all of them during the game to create some of the chaos per se yeah it makes yeah. me wonder what we're seeing what they're seeing in practice because you know i mean the a, a lot of professional teams when they find themselves in situations where they don't have like one bell cow back right so you got a guy that specifically does well first you know second down between the 20s they might even have a guy that's a you know red zone specialist and then you got like a third down back and I feel like South Carolina's got a good setup with that right now. With DK being, you know, you know, your your end zone close to the goal line guy, I think you know Anderson could probably handle the between the twenties duties, and then Juju is like your perfect, you know, like third down guy, right? I mean, you put him anywhere. He's, you know, you could put him in pass pro. I mean, you could throw the ball to him. You could even run it with, him, uh, you know, around the edges and things like that. And I feel like Loggins. NFL experience would lend him, you know, to kind of making those decisions. So that's what the question for me is like, what's, what's kind of holding that back. And maybe it's just, you know, getting Anderson up to speed or who knows, but I'm a little surprised that we haven't seen it kind of unfold that way up to this point. Yeah. And think of thinking about it more, you know, I think in looking at what we've had to do offensively and kind of pivot away from, you know, the run game. I mean, you see we're dead last in the sec and yards per game rushing and I think a lot of it has to come down to not being able to run the ball between the tackles and really not being able to to run the ball at all just because of that. And I think pass protection probably plays a lot into it and what 
you know, these guys are asked to do in the backfield. Um, a lot of times in having to stay in and help and keeping, you know, six to seven guys in to help pass protect and help Spencer out. Um, I think that's where you see defenses get aggressive. You know, when you got these guys consistently in there pass blocking, you know, it kind of opens up the, the, the screen game for you a little bit, the inside screen game with those running backs um, and taking advantage of some of that, uh, you know, some of that aggressiveness. But, you know, it has been a bit of a challenge, I think, just with the overall athleticism of some of these guys. I think, you know, with Fugar, you see, you know, he's he's a big guy, but, you know, his feet, you know, he just doesn't have, doesn't necessarily have the, the the feet to be able to pass pro pass pro and then get out into the and get out into the open and go and really get upfield and you know into that 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 screen type um, blocking and so you know that's that's one you know I think a lot I think that's what a lot of it plays plays into is just having those guys in there pass protecting and knowing that they're going to be in there and having to help so Spencer can have time to sit back there and throw the ball because you see when Spencer has time to throw the ball. And when he's, you know, even under pressure, he's thrown some um, unbelievable, you know, made some unbelievable throws. Um, and it's been it's been really fun to watch. And I think if we can just get him some protection and get guys out there into those passing routes and, and stretching the field, whether it be laterally, horizontally, whatever it may be, I think you can see him. I think, you know, this offense can can really fly. And I think Coach Loggins has done a heck of a job calling plays to really help kind of hide some of the deficiencies. But – if we can you know, get some of that pass protection, be able to run the football, it opens up this thing so much more to where this offense can really, really be electric. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, I think Dallas did a good job calling plays. I mean, it was the uh, first – the second half, and, and, and like, a lot of times it's easy to look at it and go, well, if, if the play works, it's a good play. If the play doesn't, it's <laughs> a bad play. But uh, – I just like the design of the Christmas Christmas and I mean I don't know. Honestly, maybe it's like, you know, I, I thought I, I thought Little House on the Prairie was the most boring, god awful freaking show in the history of shows when I was a kid. And my <laughs> aunts and mom and my grandma, I always love Little House on the Prairie. I love it. Okay, okay. And this uh, may be sacrilege, but I didn't think that much more of the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> but when the Andy Griffith show came on, I was thankful that Little House on the Prairie had gone off. How about that? And so yeah. maybe that's it. Maybe that, but it, maybe we're all like suffering from uh, post traumatic sat disorder. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a breakout in Lincoln, Nebraska right now. But I don't think so, man. I, I never saw BMAC or. I mean, and I'm talking about the route trees, the progressions, the, the the guys that are running wide open. I didn't see any of those guys really dial up anything like I like I've seen for Dallas so far. So, hats off, hats yeah. off for, to them. No, so that's and good. I think a lot of a lot of what you see it's it's a lot about timing. It's the quarterbacks drop matching up to what the receive to, to to the receivers route or the concept of the play. A lot of that has to has to has to be is cohesive together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, throwing guys open, you know, how the quarterback, the quarterback's drop really affects a lot and the timing of all of it. I think that's a huge part of it is, is just the timing of the drop and the routes we're running, the concepts we're running. I think that plays a huge part into it that I think may, you know, be under, undervalued or, you know, under observed a lot in this. 
All right. Wrapping up Wanda's World on a Friday. Uh, so first of all, are you going to be in Columbia tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be there. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Get to hang with you. Hadn't seen Michael since uh, since uh, April. So he's going right. to see you. Uh, second, uh, your prediction and how you think this thing will go. You know, I think, you know, defensively, I think we've done a lot of good things. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are giving Clayton White a hard time for, you know, statistically where we are in the SEC. But, you know, as you see, depth is a is 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 tough for us. You know, I say it's a concern. I mean, it is, but we got some good players. But overall, we've played – those guys have played a lot of snaps. And Coach White has to do a lot to protect these guys. And if it – you know, sometimes you have to sacrifice some – aggressiveness to make sure, you know, to keep these guys, you know, safe, you know, per se. Fresh, not, yes. Not yeah. overrunning the heck out of them. Like the linebackers, I mean, you know, we're very thin at linebacker. Defensive line and edge were thin. And so doing a lot to protect those guys and really highlight their strengths rather than a lot of the weaknesses. But, you know, I did see against Georgia when, when we started mixing things up, started bringing a little bit of pressure, um, moving guys around. You know, uh, bringing bringing some safety or corner blitzes, just things like that. I think at the right time, calculated and, and dialed up at the right time, depending on down and distance, um, ball position on the field, whether it's on you know a specific hash or in the middle. But I think dialing up a little bit of different pressure um, and getting a little more aggressive, um, you know, I think can be a, a, a huge benefit to these guys. And you know, getting off the field on third down. Um, you know, I think these guys have done a good job. I think T.J. Sanders has been phenomenal, finding a way to get him the ball more, but just getting a little more aggressive. But I do understand, I mean, you know, holding Georgia to to what we did, I think was impressive in its own right. Um, you know, they're still the number one. They are the number one team in the country, and they got guys that can fly around. And I think we proved that we can hang with just about anybody. And I think that first game against North Carolina was an anomaly. Um, I think we were still learning a lot about ourselves, and I, I tend to think that we've been doing that for a long time with these first games of the year. But I think with Mississippi State, we do get – I think being back at home, these guys feeding off that home environment, I think we're more creative on defense, um, create more turnovers. And, uh, you know, I think, we, you know, see some changes on the offensive line and being able to, to finally be able to run the football. And I think Coach Loggins can do a really good job of taking advantage of, of what Mississippi State's going to try to do to be, you know, aggressive – and take advantage of, you know, where that pressure is coming from and kind of turn that that aggressiveness against them a little bit and uh, getting creative. But just, I like the way that Spencer's playing. I think he's put this team on his back, and he's done a really, really good job. And I think these guys are following him and they see him. So I think, um, you know, I like our chances. You know, I think the Gamecocks are going to score, and it's can Mississippi State hang with them. But I think our defense is, is going to start creating some more turnovers from what we – what we have, and I think that's the big difference in this game. Um, it's going to be the turnovers, and I think we, we win that battle. We create more turnovers, and I think we win by – Yeah, I th I, you know, I like us by 10 points. You know, I think we um, come out and are aggressive, and I think we end up at the end of the game. I think you'll see Gamecocks with uh, – Gamecocks up there with, with, a, with a victory. You know, I like us, you know, 38-28. 38-28. Thirty-eight, twenty-eight, Gamecocks. I like it, man. I like, I like it a lot. That. So that's good, and I like I like what you said about the defense too. Uh, maybe maybe taking some more risks, uh, especially in the middle of the field, just trying to get off the field because it yeah. it just doesn't do you any good to to, to get to die by a thousand paper cuts for the rest of that fifty yards. Uh, it's and, uh, yeah. A coach told me one time 
you know, pretty good defensive coach. Like you had, if he was watching Clay Blanks, if I had anything to say about it, it would be you got to start taking risk. If they're down, you know, they start driving on you, you got to get off the field, you know, one way or the other. You know, you can't just, uh, can't just let them do the same thing. All right. Well, we appreciate you, man. And uh, hey, I'll look forward it, to always. I'll yeah, look man. forward to seeing you down there, uh, down there uh, tomorrow, man. Look forward hey, to having I'll you. Be ready. We'll be ready to rock and roll, man. I look forward to seeing you. Yes, sir, brother. I'll talk to you soon, Mike. All right. Go, Cox. Yes, sir. The great Michael Flint, Wando's World on a Friday. Don't forget to download the Chief Sports Network app if you want to uh, get your high school scores tonight, high school football scores from across the state of South Carolina. Also, listen to Phil Kornblut's High School Football Scoreboard Show. Uh, and that's always a great uh, great show with a lot of different scores. You know, keep it, you keep up with the teams from around the state. Uh, it's free. You can get it for Google. You can get it for Apple on the respective stores. All right. And I saw Blake in the uh, chat box just to, while we're on the app subject. Download the Chief Sports app, Bake. That's how you find Chicken Cock uh, near you. Just click on the Chicken Cock Challenge. Type in your zip code. It's real easy. That's how I found it up here in the upcountry. Uh, a couple of three places carry it up here. I found the least expensive one. And wow. After after checking them all out. But, yeah, that's how you get it. Chicken Cock Challenge. Click on Find Near Me. If you can't find it, let us know, and maybe we can put a bug in somebody's ear in your area. It's like a chicken cock, uh, chicken cock locator beam, right, or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I saw it sitting on my counter this morning. It was awfully tempting not to. Uh, oh, wow. It was tough to, to not grab a little bit on my way up here. No, I didn't. <laughs> I still got to get the kids. It's called, here's Phil, Phil Bolodek's first solo album. It's called Drunk by Noon. Drunk by <laughs> first song on the album. First, first song on the album is called My Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> second, second song is called Head Wound. Head Wound? That's right. I right, still we, have a score on my knee. Three uh, weeks out. Last uh, thing to heal, my knee. <laughs> Dude, so there's three more song titles. Last thing to heal, my knee, yep. and, th- and three weeks out. Three weeks three out. Three weeks out. It's like, <laughs> like the, it's like the last song on the EP. It's like a big power ballad with uh, yes. a huge guitar solo at the end that just ends it anyway. I, I, I got to crank. Dude, after this, it's about to be beer 30, and I'm cranking some Zeppelin. Uh, yes, right here. Yes. I may, I may go day drinking at five points. That's a short one. At, oh. at four, uh, forty-six years old. See what that brings me. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, we'll be back after these messages. Uh, we got this break, and then we got another break toward the end. Then we're gonna make our picks. And this is, uh, and I, I've got to answer. There's some mis, uh, not misinformation, but. Uh, uh, Jules is confused a little bit about the collectors, and I don't want—I don't want to act like, you know, I want to—I cor- want to correct it just so you guys know, because I'm, yeah. I'm all about transparency with that. Uh, and then we're going to pick some games. How about that? Pick some games. Shooty shoo. Uh, again, don't forget to go by Britain's. Hey, I heard a little rumor Keith Alsop was at Britain's right now. If you'd like to go to some Britain's and see him, hey. get his autograph. Right. That's right. Keith, don't mistake him for Phil. If they're if he's turned around backward, <laughs> and the same hairstyle, you know. Damn All right, too. <laughs> we'll be back. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. 
Magnum, Velotra, Convention Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dipsy Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Back inside the Gamecock, the show. Look at that. I forgot to change the background and all that other stuff. Let me take care of some producing duties right here. Let me make the appearance of the show look a bit more like it should at this point without Michael Flint. Special thanks to Michael Flint for joining us again for another episode of Wando's World on, of course, the Peyton McKellar Enterprises guest line. Y'all go check Meredith out, McKellarEnterprises.org. She'll be happy to help you with your golf swing, get you into shape. You can sign up for Traveling Country Club at the same time. Save you a ton of money going around a bunch of courses across South Carolina and North Carolina here in the cool weather, which is a beautiful week we have had up here in the upcountry. I don't know about you in the Midlands, basically, but it has been absolutely capital weather up here. In the morning, yeah, it's, it's gotten a little hot during the day, but mornings have been fine here in the Midlands of South Carolina. All right, so Jules had the collector question. So at the end... Uh, if I, I, if I do give to a collective, I don't see how I mean what other than the Carolina rise, the university endorsement is big, 
but more importantly, the people running the show, JC and Mike Yuva, are great guys. I want to support them. That's one hell of a partnership. Okay. This is where I think you've gotten confused. Mike is a hell of a guy, and I love Mike to death. I think he's a great guy. Uh, he, he's, he works for GamecockCentral.com, not for Garnet Trust. He does some media things for Garnet Trust. Uh, that They are aligned with them, so they're not aligned with Carolina Rise. Also, I, I think you're confusing the uh, marketing deal that they signed with Learfield to get the label they paid for, that they get the label, the official NIL collective of Carolina Athletics. That is not an endorsement. That is a paid advertising deal that is a, or paid endorsement, if you want to. They paid for that. Um, endorsements, and Phil's going to put this up. Here's how I kind of interpret endorsements, uh, is that we're both on the official website's NIL hub. Both collectives are. And and the minute they did that, I think we talked about that they, they're officially behind us or whatever. And they are. Um, but that ad deal is an ad deal. And, that, and you're going to see – you know, uh, the official this, that, the other for them. And that, and that's, that's the deal. Right. Uh, and, uh, it, and good for them because I think it's going to help them grow tremendously. Uh, you know, you gotta, you know, sometimes get out there and, and get after it, but, uh, but that's not an endorsement. There's no favorites being played, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think the university wants all of them to succeed. Obviously because Park Avenue was the university's idea to begin with. So why would they not want their and, – and, and frankly, it's succeeding. Uh, I think somebody asked how much do we pay Park Avenue a month. I don't disclose that number just because it, it's it's just kind of something that I don't know if I'm comfortable doing. I will say if you – it's less than 10 – less than uh, 20% of the amount that I quoted you as far as the money they brought in. <laughs> Uh, so if you think about the fact that most uh, of these jokers out there that are uh, representing kids for NIL these days are getting 30%, um, we're actually paying them less than if they took commissions. And there's a lot more to come. And, and so I wanted to explain that because I want to be transparent. You were talking about endorsements. I didn't want you, and Mike, you, but I, I didn't want you to sit there and think, you know, that I'm trying to like piggyback on, on, you know, what they paid to be called the, uh, the official collective. I, 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 I mean, that's, that's them. They paid for it fair and square. I'm not going to, I didn't want to mislead you in that way, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and that's just kind of how it is. So I, uh, you know, and look, we, we'd love to have you Jules, but I understand too, like, it's a situation where it's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, we've we've got low dollar memberships, you know. If you want to just put in a little, anybody that's ever talked to me about, do I give to one or the other? I say, look, figure out your budget. You know, what do you want? What would you like to give to NIL every month? Split it in half and give it to both, because both need it. And I'll, I'll always feel that way. You know, I'm not out here trying to, you know, do anything other than worry about. My own self. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, were they talking about, uh, oh, Gamecock stuff, blah, blah, blah. 
220 yards, Zeppelin. Ah, yeah, Sonder, I screwed up the Zeppelin thing. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> James says he's concerned uh, that Carolina gets one-dimensional on offense. Arnett's a good D coordinator. Yeah, they can't stop the run. I mean, the pass. But he is. Uh, where we don't score enough and there's enough film on what we are trying to do. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're going to come in with a good, probably a pretty decent game plan. We'll see. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. All right, we're gonna um, we're gonna take a, uh, our final break, Phil. Yeah, we'll hit it right quick. Yeah, that'll and work. Then come back with. Uh, no, we got plenty. Uh, sorry, of time to... sorry. There's there there's no uh, there's no um, yeah yeah. Sonder, that's fine. Give me a hard time. I'm just gonna leave it because I don't care. <laughs> that's how I spell my Zeppelin. Does it? Uh... <laughs> It's how I spell my Yeah. So uh, we may, uh, yeah, I'll just do that. So um, anyway, uh, yeah. So we got picks. How many games is it? Fifteen again, or do we have? No, I think I went with a smaller slate of like ten. I don't blame you. I don't know why we picked fifteen games anyway. <laughs> I don't know. There were probably probably enough good ones. There's a lot of good ones oh, tomorrow. Awesome. A lot of good games. So. Uh, yeah, I, I hit all the, uh, I hit all six of the uh, top twenty-five men, and then threw a couple interesting ones in there to boot. Yeah, every one of them has a nice little storyline too, Phil. So, uh, all right, well, let's do that. Uh, it's Friday. It's Friday. I'm in love with drinking a beer and going to see football and tailgating. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. go to a break, and uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Chicken cock originated in Kentucky, like so many other bourbons. And so the resurrection of it, you know, Paris, Kentucky, that's the county seat of Bourbon County. So much of this whiskey was being made in that Bourbon County, put on ships and barges and shipped down Ohio, down the Mississippi, and got to New Orleans where it got distributed all over the world. And people kept saying, well, hey, I want some more of that whiskey from Bourbon County. And so that's how Bourbon Whiskey uh, got its name. And chicken cock originated actually in Paris, Kentucky, which is today Bourbon County. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barn Doe Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. Hey everybody, this is Mo Copper from Carolina Football. The show is painted garden and black every day by a couple of painters. Go to letmepaintsomething.com to check them out.
Cox. 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Gamecocks. This crowd, the atmosphere that's going to be in that stadium, ready to explode just as they do each time. They're fighting Gamecocks are introduced. And so this frenzied crowd ready for the kickoff. And the rave breaks out of Columbia. And what you're about to see is a spectacle unto itself. Let's enjoy. Oh, it's another sellout tomorrow. Wonder the light from Williams. Bryce, everybody show up. Show out and be loud. Disturb them. Wreck them. Mississippi State hasn't played in that game at Williams, Bryce, have they? And Ever? Or is that the 25 years? Mm-hmm. How long has that been? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's ever. It's always been day games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always ever. been day games. Um, it's ever. Uh, all day. Now, it's, it, night games in Starkville before. Uh, yeah. Actually, the last time they played Mississippi State, 16, that was a night game under Muschamp. Uh, second, second week of the season, so it was kind of light outside at the beginning, dark at the end. Uh, the first game after 9-11 was a night game in Starkville. The 99 game was a night game in Starkville. I think 93 may have been, but no. Um, here's a trivia question for everybody. Mm. The answer is pretty obvious. What team did South Carolina defeat for its first ever SEC football victory? Assuming it's topical. Mississippi State. <laughs> Mississippi State. <laughs> who, who was the who who was the freshman quarterback making his first start uh, in that game? Mm. Well, I don't Steve, know. What Stephen Tannehill? Oh, Tannehill. Back in the day, yeah, twenty-one right. to six. It was uh, Carolina was zero and five in that <laughs> game. Coming to that game, Mississippi State is fifteenth in the country. Beat him twenty-one to six. Tannehill's first start that turned that season around. That season ended up five and six with a win over Clemson. That team would have gone to a bowl had they, they lost by five points to Spurrier in the swamp. The score of that game was fourteen to nine. I never figured out Phil how Tannehill comes in, takes over quarterback, and then that team's defense started playing out of its mind. Just weird, weird. But, uh, yeah, Mississippi State uh, was the first ever SEC win uh, for the Gamecocks. Um, I think also the most ever point scored against an SEC opponent, uh, Mississippi State in Starkville in 95. That that was a night game. What was weird, that was a night game. It wasn't on TV. 
us out there and listen to it. It was like 65. It was well, it was on one of those fly by night Univision type channels. One of the oh, right, right. Was that like the, the, the pay per view yeah. year? Yeah, yeah. 65, yeah. 65, 39. All right, let's pick some games, Phil. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, that's right. Here, I'll flash up. I'm gonna flash up the Fab Five Challenge one more time. Ooh, don't forget J- J- jcmorgan.com. Uh, yeah. Kaki Joe asking about Case and Henry. Uh, uh, I, it has been a knee. I, I don't know what this latest one is. Maybe he reaggravated it. I don't know. Um, Wayne says, "What's the thought on two running backs and Spencer?" I don't think you take receivers off the field for one of those running backs, Wayne. Uh, and I don't know that, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you put a tight end back there in the backfield. Like, they, they had Trey Knox in the backfield against Georgia in some formations, which I thought was cool, including one where Trey caught a big pass. All right, go ahead. Yep. All right. First game. Everybody loves to hate them. Florida State at Clemson. We got them listed at two-and-a-half-point favorites, FSU. I don't know all the lines on these games, but that doesn't matter. I got the lines. Them. I got yeah. the lines. Oh, all right. What you got? Uh, it's uh, one point net, minus one and a half is the consensus line. No, oh, the money's coming in on the Tigers, huh? Dude, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Florida State, uh, but I just because my friend works there, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised to see Clemson win the game. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be fairly close. I don't. I don't see any blowouts brewing here, but I'm also going Florida State. Florida State. All right, Colorado getting a test. <laughs> oh, a test Stadium in Oregon. So, uh, are we? Who you got here? Buffs or Ducks? <laughs> I think Colorado's covering. I don't think. I think twenty one is preposterous. Uh, if you've watched this Colorado team play, yeah, um, don't see how Oregon blows them out. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I, I'll pick Oregon, and I know I'll probably take an L there. That's all right. I'm I'm right with you. I'm also taking Oregon. I debated this. I was talking with somebody last night about it. I was like, do you go you Colorado one more week? Or you uh, know what? Yeah, screw that. Phil. Phil, I'm changing. Oh. I'm changing. I'm Look. going buffs That's to win yeah. straight up in Eugene. Listen, you don't want to be on Dion's hate list, so uh, that's probably a smart move for you. That's all right. I'll I'll be bulletin board material for them next week going up against USC. Uh, yeah, so. SMU, you got big cash bucks coming from the ACC. We don't need your TV money. We don't need your paltry TV money, SMU. Raise $100 million. <laughs> you know, this is a uh, – this is like, look, this is a, this is a rivalry. Uh, of course, TCU stole SMU's coach, Sonny Dykes. Yep, <laughs> and yeah, you know, uh, I, I minus six and a half. SMU is pretty good this year, Phil. They they were able to hang in with Oklahoma a little bit, but uh, I'm gonna go with the Horny Toads uh, by ten. So go give me TCU. Oh, all right. I'm going the other way. I'm I'm taking SMU in this one. I think they pull off uh, beating one of the Big Twelve brothers there. Mm-hmm. Might as well do it to the in-state rival, too. <laughs> All right. UCLA at Utah in a big top 25 Pac-12 matchup. I think, look, I, it's a big game for Chip Kelly because, I, you know, 
Uh, this is a man enough game, Bill. It's a, right. it's a man enough game. Are you man enough? Uh, the, the powder blue. Like, well, I'm going to get off of here with that sissy blue. Sissy blue. Uh, oh, whatever we talk about, like, teams going to the West Coast, This because we were talking about Auburn going to Cal. I, I forgot to mention UCLA beating LSU a couple of years ago. But right. uh, sissy blue, uh, Coach O. Um, I'm – I'm going to go with Utah because I'm going to say UCLA is not man enough to go into Rice Eccles and win. I think UCLA covers, but but Utah wins the game. I like it. I like the same thing. I think Utah is going to win this game. Uh, I don't think the the fighting powder blue Jim Kelly's are ready quite yet. <laughs> Chip Kelly, not Jim Kelly. I, I I read an article about Jim Kelly this morning. That's why I said that. So uh, yeah, but going Utah, go Utes. All right. Ole Miss at Bama. <laughs> We're going to get Lane Kiffin's best shot here at uh, at the old man Saban. What do you think? It feels like Alabama will win by, by 10. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with my feelings. That's my feelings. Oh, my feelings. I feel. Trust your feelings, JC. <laughs> F your feelings. <laughs> yeah, that's I got what I big in this one too. I think they're. I, yeah, I say throw that crap last week out, then Alabama flexes on no rebels tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right, BYU at Kansas. Big Twelve game for the Big Dukes. Twelve. This is a conference and- match. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the li- the line is Kansas minus nine and a half? I know. Look, you know, talk about man enough. Uh, <laughs> Kansas played uh, BD Belima the other day and whipped them. BYU's a very physical football team. I- I'm going to go with uh, Vegas knows something we don't about this, but with that spread yeah. being like this, I'm going to go with Kansas by a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking uh, I'm taking the Jayhawks on this one too. Uh, I agree. My my whole thought was that that line is is mm. big for a reason. <laughs> Somebody knows something out there. The the forgotten bowl or the the left yeah. behind bowl or the lost bowl. That's right. That's right. BYU man enough to take down uh, Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks, but don't think they got what it takes to beat the Jayhawks. Mm, Who thought weird. you'd say that in a football season? Yeah, playing two, <laughs> play two basketball schools back to back. I know, right? Ah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah. All right, so our or all right, so the lot, the lost bowl, forgotten bowl, left behind bowl, in gorgeous Pullman, Washington. I know the, the, Oregon the lo- State at Washington State. Both teams showing out as to why the Pac-12 should probably still exist. <laughs> and it's similar iteration. And somebody should have paid them money. <laughs> I'm going with the Beavs. I, I think they'll really? cover. I like I like was I, I respect Washington State a lot. I, I just think Oregon State's just I mean, they've been kind of they have momentum. And I think I think they'll get beat them. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking Oregon State here as well. Yeah, I think, you know, the fighting. DJ use um, and he's really found himself out there, isn't he? A little closer to home out there on the West Coast, maybe that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, I don't know. All right, that's good. Iowa uh, 
and their offensive explosion last week. <laughs> Heading in to Penn State tomorrow. Iowa Penn State. I skipped one. Well, we'll go back to it. What you, you got Iowa Penn State. Yeah, I mean, we needed to do Ohio State Notre Dame second to last for now. Yeah, of course. Know? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Craiger says, how about uh how about Georgia State last night flexing? Yeah, they're four and oh again. Mike Farrell put out on Twitter today that they lost players out of the portal to North Carolina, Florida, Cincinnati, all these big schools. And they got players out of the portal from like Maine and Lehigh and, you know, just not very big schools. And now they're 4-0 this year. They're 4-8 last season. Um, I think their season last year snowballed over after losing to South Carolina. It wasn't South Carolina necessarily. It was North Carolina. Uh, and then the upset loss to Charlotte. That's a bad Charlotte team. Um, I'm going to go with Penn State to blow them out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Penn State is going to start chipping away at that Iowa's a good team narrative this week. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Yeah, uh, come on. Give me, give us a break here. Yeah. All right. Ohio State at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I know it's going to sound like uh... – I don't know. Maybe that I'm like an Ohio, like a huge Ohio State hater or something, because I went off on Gene Smith. Trust me, the hypocrisy is different. Uh, that's a different subject than how I feel watching Ohio State football this year. It's just like something's a little off. I know they change quarterbacks. They're awfully good. They're faster than Notre Dame, but Notre Dame is a complete football team, folks. They remind me of Georgia last year in some ways. I'm going with the Irish, and I think they'll win it by a couple of touchdowns. Oh, wow. Wow. I got the Irish in a close one. I think at home, yeah, they're just going to – it might be, I'd say, maybe touchdown or less, but I, I think they I think they end up getting the better of Ohio State. Like I said yesterday, I think Notre Dame's a better team. Yeah, I, just from what I've seen so far. So, yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. So, uh, very right. good. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, you don't have to play the intro because we're. I don't have one. It's okay. Oh, good. <laughs> I wasn't. We weren't going to go that fancy, man. That's it. That's... I thought you have cowbells and stuff. Clang, 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 clang. Oh God, no! Uh, hell, I don't want to hear any of that. Yeah, so <laughs> I, that is so annoying. State, Carolina. I've been to two games in Starkville. Oh yeah, the other night game was the backlight. Unfortunately, it's called the backlight cook crack game. Back like uh, thir- Thursday night in Starkville, yeah. Uh, in 06, Spur, the opener. Uh, and Corey Boy caught that long pass on the trick play. And ESPN's like, I'm back like Cook Crack. <laughs> Game Cracks won 15 nothing. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think I think this is a rebound game for the Gamecocks. I think because of the inconsistency so far, the Shane Beamer era in some ways. You know, like the loss to Missouri last year. I think people look like, ah, it's a physical team from kind of out west. And, you know, you, you they, they're not very good. But, well, guys, keep in mind, the offensive game plan against Missouri last year was essentially non-existent once Lloyd got out. I mean, seriously, for somebody who likes to change something every week, yeah, he didn't think about the fact, oh, we ran all over A&M and we ran all over Kentucky, so, well, chances are Missouri's going to load up and try to stop the run. Right. Oh, really? 
and you have Spencer freaking Rattler. And think about this, guys. Last year, you had Spencer freaking Rattler and Juice Wells. They were not hurt for that game. And Xavier Leggett. And Xavier Leggett. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Jaheim Bell and everybody yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, that's how bad that offensive coordinator was. Terrible. A lot of times we complain that it's not coaching. That was definitely just systemic. Yes. Those days are in the past. I want to see South Carolina put two halves of football together. Not sure they've done that this year. I, I think against Furman, it was they were second half team. Against uh, UNC, you know, they kind of fell apart in the third quarter. Against Georgia, they let uh, they let the, the dogs take momentum in the third quarter. You know, that's fine. First three games are over. This is when you really start finding out. Uh, I think that you're going to find out the Gamecocks are going to be pretty stingy on defense this year, uh, and and can do can at least get to competent some of the things that we all you know want them to do better, like running the ball, stopping the run, uh, pass protecting things like that. So I think the Gamecocks will win uh, 39-13. Uh, <laughs> some anxious moments early, uh, and then they'll win the football game. Nice. I like it. I like it. All right. I agree with you. I think, and I've maintained this through the first week. I was like, we may not know what we really have here at Carolina until week four. And we play this game in Mississippi state. I, uh, I feel like from what we've seen and the improvement that we've seen over the past three weeks, even though there are question marks granted, I will give you that. I think, the Carolina we're going to find out that we have is one that's good enough to beat them 38-20 in williams Price tomorrow night. And what we have on our hands is actually a very good team. Actually, yeah, that's good. All right. Mm-hmm. For Phil Monax, it's J.C. Sherbert. J.B. will be back Monday. Don't forget, J.C. and Morgan on the Chief Sports app. We are moving to a new time slot. That's right. We thought you guys were getting a little too much of Mike Morgan on a daily basis. We want to spread him out a little bit, uh, but it'll be a good, uh, good, good show Monday morning with Jay with Mike, uh, JC and Morgan. So we can recap college football a little quicker for you guys. Uh, so please join us for that. Um, please, uh, please, um, you know, uh, please don't don't lose the girl. Well, um, what please was I saying? No. Uh, please don't go, girl. Uh, please drive safely this weekend. Uh, right. if, you come, if you come down to the game and uh, you see my big head walking around with the visor, say hey. They'd love to see you and talk to you guys uh, and all that stuff. Uh, it's not often I get to go to games anymore, but looking forward to the uh, pregame at least. Uh, go to Britain's shop. Uh, I saw some people talking about like Peter Millar million dollar shirts in there. I think you can get out for Britain's higher quality. For a lower price. Also, That's don't forget, I forgot to mention Gamecock Traditions, the other clothing store that we're partners with, and you guys have known them for years. Home of the Beat Stickers. Get you some Beat Stickers. I used to think those things were bad luck. And Spurrier cured, cured me of that. All right, listen, uh, folks, y'all have a good one. Uh, bless all y'all, and we'll holla at you on Monday. This has been Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Jason Sherbert, Phil Mullinex, signing off.